0: It's Friday night. It's time to party. A whole swath of new music coming your way right after this. Friday, Friday, Friday. New music day. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to These Are Suggestions Mum, hosted by me, James Palm, your buddy. Hope you're all feeling fine. We've had a great week for new music. Let's just drop straight in plenty of stuff to talk about, so no delay. We start this episode with some hip-hop from Atlanta, Georgia, which is always a good sign. It's the second album from Deontay Hitchcock, and it's called BETTER, all caps. Hitchcock is only 27, but he's been releasing mixtapes since his teens, so he's a vet of sorts. His first album was called Good, this one's called BETTER, so will the third be titled Great or Bad? Stay tuned for the answers. Anyway, this new one here is some good stuff, a tight 39 minutes. We hop between 90s-inspired high-pitched synth lines like Attitude, thick clubby-dubby rhythms like Gimme Your Money and Circles, and some R&B vibes on Shadow Man's interlude and flashbacks. Despite the different sounds, all the songs flow nicely into each other. There's no skits or interludes, just the tunes. Deontay is a pretty good rapper, and he's the type to drop pop culture references left and right. I actually wrote in my notes for the song I Got Money Now, uh, This is similarly a go-go. Within four bars on that song, you get this line, I make it look easy like straight out of Compton. Made me a menace like Dennis, no Rodman. I I could go on, there's plenty. He also shouts out 50 Cent on that track, who has obviously been an influence on his career, given Deontay's flow on the song How The Fuck, a slower jam with crisper percussion and an auto-tune feature from rapper Slack. Other guests include J.I.D., Miguel, and Young Nudie, but the biggest guest on this album is God. Uh, Hitchcock incorporates a lot of faith into the songs here, but especially on flashbacks. He's no blind follower, thankfully. He has the agency to question his religion, especially with this line. Can't feel the pastor when he talk about upcoming rapture. Preaching money's the root of all evil, but ask for money after. I realise my Australian accent makes it sound like he can't feel the pasta, like the spaghetti. But no, pasta is in... You know what I'm talking about. Uh, The album finishes with two longer songs that each have two parts. First, there's Growing Up slash Mother God. The first half is very poppy, with some quick rapping and a tasty chorus. Then a piano comes in to segue the melancholy finish of the song. It's about his mother, duh, while the final song, Angels, is about his god, again duh, but also Satan. You've got parts one and two are both pretty upbeat, but the second half is clearly the devil half. It's got this thick, rumbling bass that really finishes off the album nicely. It's a damn solid one, too, I've got to say. No skippable songs on second listen, which can happen with a lot of hip-hop albums. It is indeed better by name, better by reputation. There's room for everyone at this party. There are five tisms present. Now, for a change in pace. Roll out your yoga mat for our next album, folks. It's the latest release from Caitlin Aurelia-Smith the American New Age electronic composer. Her previous album was Tides, Music and Meditation for Yoga, and the cover art of this new album features a woman in a yoga position. I would tell you which one, but I don't know. All I do know is that if I tried to bend this way, I'd probably be stuck like that permanently. Anyway, she's bent over herself entirely and mirrored three times to represent the title of this album, The Mosaic of Transformation. So yeah, there's a big relaxation, meditative vibe here. When you say new age, of course that's where your mind is going to drift. You know, floaty, dreamy melodies, very few vocals, long run times. For some people, that's how they view a lot of electronic music. But Smith actually represents both sides of that spectrum. She has been a lot calmer on these last couple of releases, but her earliest stuff was really experimental and upbeat. Smith composes via modular synthesis, a process too complicated for someone like me, uh, whose technical knowledge of music extends to uh, pretty sounds, make good. Basically, the equipment she uses allows her to easily play around with frequencies, amplitude, and dynamic control. This creates a soundscape that is really rich in texture. It starts with the opener, a minute-long intro that mimics the evolution of life. You've got molecules bubbling and animals squeaking into existence. Now, if you think I'm being too fancy with that imagery, the song is called Unbraiding Boundless Energy Within Boundaries. So, I think my tone is accurate here. This is followed by Remembering. Where nature has sprung now, flutes twiddle in the background, some strings come together for the chorus. Yes, there is a chorus. The Steady Heart is a really nice track that has a slow building drone which breaks into an almost tribal beat halfway through. We also get some sporadic beats on The Spine Is Quiet in the Centre, but most of the action on this album comes on the final track, the 10 minutes. Thirty six seconds expanding electricity. There's a single version out as well, and that's still like six minutes. We go from baritone violins here to more aggressive percussion to a sweet little synth bass line. It's got a lot going on. It was a really nice way to close things, as the mosaic of transformation ended up having more meat on its bone than I was expecting. Not sure if Smith is vegan or not, I'll I'll hear from her people. Uh, but this yoga retreat has a very calm four-tisms. Right, time to cut loose after all of that meditating. Our next selection is the new album from Mike Hadreas, a.k.a. Perfume Genius. It's called Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. And immediately he does. The first line of the album is, Half my whole life is gone dramatic. I had to stop there actually. I needed to fact check. Half, half your whole life is gone. He can't be that old. So I looked him up. Hadreus will be 39 in September. So he calculates that he'll be dead by 78. That was a somber start for a listener who will be 35 in July. His health is clearly better than mine. He is topless on the cover art of this album and he is cut. So I think he's underselling himself. But anyway, the actual music! This album is produced by Blake Mills, and is what I had been expecting from Mills's own solo effort that I reviewed on the previous episode. It is phenomenal. That opener, Whole Life, starts you with a beautiful orchestral ballad, then boom, you drop into Describe, a thick desert rock shoegaze song, then boom! into Without You, a pitch-perfect indie pop song with a chorus that echoes Orange Juice and the Triffids, then boom, into Jason, a sweet, soulful and funny croon about a night spent with a straight man, then boom, you get the idea. There's a cavalcade of styles to be explored here, and the transitions always feel natural. Even a strained, stripped-back song like Leave just gracefully gives way to the funky boogie of On The Floor, a song that should be a giant single. Your Body Changes Everything shifts into gothic synth-pop, with flashing strings and Andreas's most menacing vocals. Let's talk about his singing, actually, because his voice also moves with the flow perfectly. He goes for a drawl for the rock, makes himself tremble on the pop, hits a falsetto when the music is sparser. For Moonbend, he drags out every syllable to match the creepy organ vibe. That song makes a bit of a turning point for the album. The last 20-odd minutes are a little more subdued and darker than the earlier songs. You still get up-tempo stuff like Nothing At All and Some Dream, two tracks that frankly do Arcade Fire better than the band itself has done in years, but otherwise it's slow, tender music towards the end. Not to say any of those songs are bad, in fact, I can't say that there is any bad song. The one thing I haven't made mention of, and it's because there's so many of them, are the deeply personal lyrics. Andreas pours his heart into this, and his emotions go from desire to loneliness to death. Even the singles have stories that belie the joyous nature of them. I cannot recommend this album... Enough. This is a near flawless experience. This party has six tisms. Get to it immediately. Okay, it's time to leave the United States for a while. Other countries do exist. Let's go to England for our next album London, specifically, and the band Chemtrails. Their second album is titled The Peculiar Smell of the inevitable, and it is a big, fuzzed-out garage rock affair. The opener, Blurred Visions, doesn't waste a second, straight into a nice three-chord punk riff. Then Paranoiax goes for a noisy surf rock boogie. It's a strong one-two to open, but things then get a little inconsistent. Every other song is either a bit slower or incredibly derivative. If you've listened to The O.C.'s or J Retard, you've already listened to the second half of this album. The song Naked Souls Get Swallowed comes from an alternate universe where Pixies had a glam rock phase. Uncanny Valley entirely lifts the hook from Wave of Mutilation, which makes the title of the song hilariously ironic. The concept of the Uncanny Valley is the disconnect humans feel when comprehending a robot that looks human. So chemtrails somehow managed to do this in musical form. Outside of those prime offenders, the band does have a sound of its own, albeit rooted in the rules set out by the garage rock gods, that being the aforementioned fuzzy guitars, distorted reverberated vocals, and fairly upbeat tunes. Frightful in the Sunlight has a nice boisterous rhythm and some of the most satisfying guitar licks on the album. Brother Connor is a crunchy little track that only gets to go for about two minutes. More Time is dedicated to a couple of takes on the same song, Slag Heap Deity 1 and Slag Heap Deity 2. All songs have a fairly wild organ element to them as well. Band leaders slash co-vocalists Mia Lust and Laura Allover hired an all-new rhythm section for this album and the change has been good. Things almost get a little psychedelic on the track Rats, which rides a tight bassline and wild, spacey vocals for a pretty juicy mix. I absolutely enjoyed large parts of this album, but let's remember the title here. The Peculiar Smell of the Inevitable. And on an album of 11 songs where more often than not I'm reminded of a better band, I smell... An inevitable score and so this party has three tisms now our next album if i gave it to you without any information you may assume it had also come from england so deep in the brit pop sound of the 90s is it coded you'd be forgiven the mistake but no our next album comes from montreal canada it is lovers rock the eighth release for the dears I think enough time has passed now that I can declare this band Artifacts of the mid-2000s indie rock boom. Their peak was, unfortunately, their second album. And since then, they've been steadily releasing decent, but not memorable, material. I liked that early stuff, so I guess that's why the sight of a new Dears album made me go, Oh yeah, I'll give that a listen. I really don't listen to as much indie pop as I once did, Which may be why the next album on this list is also an indie pop album. More on that later. But I felt like giving some indie pop a go. So I listened to this and immediately afterwards I remembered why I let the deers drift out of my periphery. It's just bleh. After the enjoyable enough opener Heart of an Animal, we just plod along from one middling Brit pop melody to the next... My answer to the question posed by the song Is This What You Really Want is a firm no. Nah. The only tracks that offer signs of a pulse, instant nightmare, and no place on earth sound like Weezer B-sides, and Weezer don't have good B-sides. Shit, they haven't had a good A-side in a decade. Anyway, a song with the title I Know What You're Thinking and It's Awful should be funnier or more interesting than the slow, basic ballad we're served here. Even the one time the band tries a breakdown on The Worst In Us, it doesn't go anywhere, just limps along some casual jazz piano and scattered horns. They try to carry that feeling into the next song still lost, but singer Murray Lightburn sounds more like Damon Albarn than ever and the jangly guitars don't do the blur comparisons any favours. It's also very moody and pessimistic in tone, so, so there's little celebration to be found. Maybe the misfire of Play Dead, a soulless rendition of Soul, was an attempt to find that spirit, but it's too cringy to enjoy. In plain terms, this is a pretty bad album. Kudos to the marketing team who managed to wrangle me into listening to this and somehow pulling two tisms to the party. But they will not be here long. I think I still hear the engine running. Our next selection is from a supergroup of sorts, if you're into your intimate indie pop. It is the third album from Spirit Fest, who are composed of the Japanese duo Tennis Coats and the German trio The Not Twist continuing the great tradition of musical collaborations between those two nations. A list that I think begins and ends with Khan, but that's a damn good band to sit alongside, no matter the weirdo parameters. So this album here is called Mirage Mirage, and is the product of sporadic recording sessions across the globe from these two groups. Together, they meld their individual takes on lo-fi indie pop into one big pot. And it is a big pot, an hour and four minutes this album goes on. Three tracks in particular contribute to that running time. Zenbu Honto, The Snow Falls on Everyone, and Sago Song comprise a third of the album alone. However, you get lulled into such a dreamy state of mind within the first few tracks here that you lose your sense of time anyway. The soft yesterdays gives way to the warm Zenbu Honto and the woodwind folk of Mirage, and you just, you're gone. Marcus Acker and Saya Ueno are the representing vocalists, and they split duties fairly evenly, only duetting on a couple of tracks. The songs sung in Japanese are often the starker, more organic-sounding melodies, like the melancholy Mohikone or the ethereal Amadoya. Himawari messes with that pattern a little bit by including a drum machine, but that title means Sunflower, so the nature theme is preserved at least. Time to Pray has Saya sing in English and Japanese, but her voice is so delicate that the emotion of the song is very clear, even through the language barrier. There are some upbeat moments. Circle Love is a nice little piano-led melody with flourishes of horns. Saigo Song drops a hint of psych over some brush drumming to echo the flaming lips a little bit. But it takes its time getting going. The mood here is mostly calm. It did take me two listens to finish it, but I think I was listening to it at the wrong time of day. It's like a warm cuddle this album, if you're trying to get work done or be active in any way, you're just doing it wrong. So play this, lie down, snuggle up, and enjoy. Mirage Mirage by Spiritfest, a nice chilled party that has four tisms present. Let's pick ourselves up off the couch, time to hit the club, back to the United States and New York, the epicenter of hip-hop, and a new release from Conway the Machine. This one here is a mixtape with constant collaborator Big Ghost Limited. Now, Big Ghost was the best music reviewer on the internet about a decade ago. He anonymously posted hilarious criticisms of hip-hop done in the voice of Ghostface Killer, so much so that people actually thought he was Ghostface. He got sued over it and everything. It was a big kerfuffle, big beef, funny stuff. Anyway, he transitioned to producer pretty damn easily, and he's done heaps of work with Griselda, the rap group that contains Conway, Westside Gun, and Benny the Butcher. Here we have Conway continuing his own run of EPs stretching back to 2018. There's a lot of hype building for his next full length but this second EP of 2020 will suffice until then. It's called No One Mourns the Wicked and it's classic New York hip-hop, dripping with soul samples and tight snaps. But there's a little bit of a rock influence here too. The opening track is an audio sample from a scene in Black Mass, the 2015 Johnny Depp crime film about American mobster Whitey Bulger. Great scene. Then it drops straight into this demonic guitar lick for the track Dead Flowers. Here Conway raps about his peers, saying too many other rappers take their stories from TV, but he's real. Icon has a typical hip-hop beat, but rides a bit of prog-rock wah. Sounds weird, but it's there. Fake Love though has more of the smooth soul guitar we're used to from East Coast Rap. Shark Guts then crackles like an old record while pitching Conway's voice way down low and sampling a female vocal line that could be from the 30s. The sound gets murkier still for bricks to murals, mimicking the streets that Conway visualises through this story. It signals the tonal shift as all the tracks after this tend to be very focused on the game and the violence of inner-city America. On Bricks, he raps, You either go get a bullet scar or 20 years in the prison yard on the pull-up bar. On SDLN, the chorus spells out that name as Streets don't love nobody. The EP then finishes off with Sicarios, a nice Wu-Tang beat with a furious feature from Flea Lord. It's a great little mixtape. Just great beats, great rapping, just great in general. But it is only an EP. My scoring probably shouldn't differ if we're not dealing with a full album, right? And I can't be asked making a separate system for mixtapes and EPs. So just got to go with it. This party has five tisms. Hit it up. And to our final album this week. It is from Jason Ibel and the 400 unit titled Reunions. This is Ibel's fourth effort with his backing band and his seventh full length since leaving Drive-By Truckers in 2007. This album finds him fully embracing the big rock sound he's developed over his previous two releases. The tender Americana is still present, but sporadically. To my biased ears, it sounds like Ibel has embraced his inner Springsteen. Not the uh, young, energetic party boy, but the mature, working-class hero. The line the song Overseas starts with is, This used to be a ghost town, but even the ghosts got out. And along with the way Ibel pushes his voice to hit the high notes there, are just very reminiscent of Bruce. So too is the big single, Be Afraid, With its uplifting anthemic rhythm and lyrics like, and if your words add up to nothing, then you're making a choice to sing a cover when you need a battle cry. As I've previously said on this podcast, I love Bruce, so if you're going to echo him, you will generally score points with me. There are plenty of slower acoustic tunes here, and they're mostly about eyeballs, family, and friends. Only Children is a moving tale about a fellow only child he shared friendship with years ago. St Peter's Autograph is a lovely ballad with some dreamy slide guitar written for his wife about her recently deceased friend. Running With Our Eyes Closed is basically about convincing his current wife to be with him and thanking her for improving him as a man. Eibel struggled with alcoholism earlier in his life, and he references this starkly on It Gets Easier, a great song with the full band fleshed out. The refrain and his advice, I suppose, go, It gets easier, but it never gets easy. Mmm, deep man. The most traditional country on the album comes with the songs River and Dreamsicle, the former The only song with a poetic rather than personal lyric. And the latter is a sad song about a kid moving towns after a divorce. Two very strong country elements there. Rivers and divorce. Like, that's country music. To a T. (laughs) The album finishes with a lovely little song for his daughter and all of his hopes for her. Aw, sweet. I was surprised by my enjoyment here. I've always liked Eyeball but his pivot into rock territory has clearly swayed an occasional country fan like myself. Reunions has five tisms present, way better than your high school reunion, I guarantee. There we have it, your week of music wrapped up, folks. Pretty stellar week, I must say. A lot of recommended albums, a couple of bad ones, but you're going to get that. I encourage you to listen to as many of these as you can, because I'm looking ahead to next week's releases, and it seems to be a stark week. There'll be some stuff that comes out from bands I've never heard of, or new bands, there's always stuff like that. So yeah, I'm looking ahead and I don't recognise a lot of releases but I will ensure that we have some new music to recommend on the next podcast episode. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. If you can, tune via Spotify. I'm not sure if that's the phrase we should be using. Thanks for streaming. Uh, <laughs> just doesn't feel right. Doesn't sit naturally. Uh, keep staying safe out there. Good job flattening the curve, at least in Australia. To there To Australian listeners, everyone else, uh, pick it up. Hopefully we can be out front and center at a gig very shortly. I'm going to play Optimist on this. We'll see how we go. I have been James Palm. This has been These Are Suggestions Mum. See you soon.